What's going on, everybody? Noah Alvarez here with another episode of the My Mike and I podcast. Want to thank everybody for tuning in. Before we get into this week's show, quick shout out to Generic Sports for producing the instrumental in the background. You can check out more of his work on Twitter and on Instagram. Search up Generic Sports. He keeps the same username for either uh, for both platforms. And also check him out on um, Bandcamp too. He produced. I think he has his link in his bio on one of those platforms. But check him out on Bandcamp, especially if you're in the market for instrumentals. He's always producing dope beats that he's sending me too. So be sure if you're an artist, go support your local producer, Orange County born and raised. Much love to Generic Sports and much love too to Vince Correa for designing the Mike and I logo that you are seeing in your screen. He also helps a ton with the My Mike and I Instagram page too. If you're on Instagram, be sure to go give that page a follow if you're fucking with the podcast. At my period Mike and period I. One more time. That's at my period Mike and period I. Uh, it's a relatively new page, but I'm you know experimenting a lot with that Instagram page too, having some fun doing the synopsis videos, trying to get as much content as I can. It's still growing the podcast. But I want to grow it organically. So if you're, you know, rocking with the podcast and you're on the Instagram platform, be sure to go give that page a follow. Let me know what you're thinking. And if you're someone who's interested in being on the show, let me know. That's a great way. That's a great place to message me. I've had a few artists that I've had actually on the show or just a few guests that I've had on this show message me on that platform so it's really cool guys and i'm pretty much open to anything yes i do have a lot of artists yes i do have a lot of sports talk but if you're someone who is an economist and wants to talk about stocks and stuff that'd be great you know i want to i want people on here to talk about different things maybe going vegan again i had a vegan episode last year maybe getting a different perspective vegetarian eco-friendly doesn't matter if you want to talk about some shit on the show let me know reach out to me and i'd really appreciate it you guys can also reach out to me via uh, on Twitter at underscore Noah Alvarez. I really appreciate you guys' feedback too, whether it's on Twitter or on the my, my Mike and I Instagram page. I've switched things up and played around with the intro a little bit. We used to do some intro questions and kind of get listeners interacted with the show, and I, I like that idea. But some of those intros would become really long, and some people told me that with the long intro going into a long conversation making a podcast almost two hours long it kind of turns some people away so i'm trying to keep these a little bit shorter i know i'm rambling on this one but just let me know how you guys like the intros that kind of stuff and if you want to see any changes you know just shoot me a suggestion shoot me a dm did want to remind you guys that we are available on spotify soundcloud TuneIn, stitcher google play apple podcast as well and we're also available on the big heads podcast network shout out to them for putting us on if you don't know what the big heads podcast network urge you to go check them out they have tons of podcasts including the how i met your friends podcast now if you're a fan of the show of how i met your mother and the show friends then this may be the podcast right up your alley here's a little commercial describing a little bit more about their show do you watch friends do you watch how i met your mother then you should listen to how i met your friends hi i'm kathleen and i'm julie and we are the ladies behind how i met your friends the podcast that explores the similarities and theories of friends and how i met your mother Every week, we watch an episode from each show and dive deep into the crossovers and catchphrases. So if you've ever noticed the similarities between these fantastic shows, come check out our podcast. You can reach us on social media at How I Met Your Friends Pod or email Pod at gmail.com. Boom, Noah Alvarez back here in action for episode 92 of the Mamaika and I podcast. And the guest on this week's show for episode 92 is none other than the Anaheim born and bred Trey Hendricks. 
Uh, Trey Hendricks is a rapper, as I mentioned, out of Anaheim, out of Orange County. He's a friend of YBG, an artist that I had a few weeks earlier on the show. Shout out to YBG for putting us on and introducing us both. Nonetheless, Trey Hendricks, you know, funny story before we, I send you into the conversation. We were talking about football before we started recording because he had a dolphin sweater on and we were talking about the Carolina Panthers because that's my team and eventually I hit record so some of this is in the actual podcast conversation but this man said Jameis Winston he'd rather have Jameis Winston over Cam Newton and I was like oh at that time in my head I was thinking man do I really just should I I just like ask him to leave I don't don't want him to be in my house nah I'm just kidding with you Trey that was really fun conversation though Cam Newton over Jameis Winston any day although Jameis Winston did get LASIK eye surgery something interesting maybe this man turns into like a, a 30 touchdown only one interception kind of quarterback and it was just his vision that was fucking him up I don't know who knows that'd be interesting to see him play next year maybe for the Miami Dolphins I don't know Nonetheless, hope you guys enjoy the conversation between Trey Hendricks and I. All right, I was going to say the Chiefs need to owe, give us like a thank you note or something because we got them where they are. If they had to play that extra game, I don't know if they would have been in the Super Bowl. I hundred percent believe winning that. Yeah, so. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic. <laughs> yeah, I was watching that game like cheering, like, oh uh, man, but it's tough being a Dolphins fan, bro. I hate it. <laughs> well, why did you become a Dolphins fan in the first place? Uh, NFL Street Three was Ooh. that the one with Ricky Williams on the cover? Yeah, okay. That's yeah, that's where. <laughs> that's when I started getting the footballs and the video games. It kind of all just tied them together. I'm like, oh, I'm a Dolphins fan now. Do those street <laughs> games? Like, I feel like people of our generation yeah. like that. That's like, man, that's like gold. That's like nostalgic gold right there. Oh, like yeah. NBA Street Volume 2, I remember playing that so much. Like, th- those games were so fun because it was like sports, but the unrealistic twist. Yeah, you Street, know? Slugfest, I loved. Mm-hmm. There was a handful of them, but yeah, I would kill it in that. And they don't make any games like that anymore. Which is stupid. Like, I like Madden and 2K and stuff, but like, you got to make it fun. You exactly. Know I mean? You yeah. got to put the unrealistic <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you got to put where, like, you know what I mean? Like, in, in NBA Street, you could go town all the time. Oh, yeah, just, that... Game breakers when yeah. they're doing it between the legs like twenty times. Oh, it was crazy. <laughs> that was a fun game, man. They if EA was smart, they would bring those games back. NFL yeah. and NBA. Hey, we're gonna write them a letter. EA, you know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> listening to this. Exactly, exactly. So Ricky Williams was a, a you're a big fan of his? Oh uh, yeah, I liked Ricky Williams. And then I started watching football because I wasn't really into football at the time, I was just into basketball. So, I think around 08, Dolphins started implementing the Wildcat offense or whatever. They, yeah. they made it popular for that time, and mm-hmm. they started winning games, and I just became a big fan of them, you know, so. I remember it was crazy. I don't know if you remember this specific game, but mm-hmm. I, I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. Oh, And there God. was one year, or was that year, it was the one game that year, mm-hmm. the same year that when we talking about Ronnie Brown. Yeah, yeah. They destroyed the Panthers for like mm-hmm. 220 yards on the yeah. ground on like, I think it was either Sunday night or Thursday night. Uh-huh. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, you guys can't stop them. They're just <laughs> running the ball. Like, yeah. but that's what, like, games like that is what made it popular. Like, oh. it's so crazy. Yeah, you gotta change it up. It's funny, my dad's a Panthers fan. Oh, is he? Yeah, so oh, I always yeah. give him shit. Like, <laughs> keep pounding, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> For real. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's a Panthers fan. He became a Panthers fan when the Rams left um, LA. Oh, okay. So he felt like, you know, his team divorced him or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think the Panthers were an expansion t- team right around that same time. Yeah. So the he a, yep, so he became a Panthers fan. It's been tough for him. <laughs> you know? Tough for you. <laughs> yeah, tough. More tough years than not, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I got a good feeling about next year. We'll see. I think you, you got that quarterback situation. I don't know what mm-hmm. you're going to really... 
I'm hoping Cam, they bring him back for one more year and he has a solid year. I'm not expecting anything great. I don't think he could be MVP level anymore, but if he could have a solid year and stay healthy, that's 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 more than wonderful. You like know? He's not a bad player, but I just don't know what's with him. You know what I mean? Like, Is it the injuries? Well, they probably play a big factor. Yeah. The last two seasons, I feel like that's mm-hmm. been the narrative is like injuries. You know, he played... Mm-hmm. This past year, one game against the Rams looked really good. Yeah. And then I think he got hurt mm-hmm. um, against the Buccaneers. Or just, it was a quick, it was a Thursday nighter. So he yeah. had like three days of rest. Yeah. Got hurt in that game and he was just never the same. Right? Mm-hmm. They put him on IR early. But the whole entire year before that, 2018, mm-hmm. he was playing with a bum shoulder the entire year and you could see it. Like, yeah, he, it was not looking good. Yeah. Bro. And I, I think it was like a lot of poor management and coaching there because yeah. once you fell out of the playoff race, you should have just sat him. So like the last mm-hmm. five, six games should mm-hmm. have been like, hey, we're pulling you. Yeah. Because there were, he was still playing all the way up to the last two, and he couldn't even throw like a 10-yard out route. Yeah, that's like not... His arm was just dead. Yeah. And I was like, dude, what are you guys doing, you know? I think it's time to get rid of Cam. I'm sorry to say it. <laughs> and just build around McCaffrey, bro. Yeah. Like, he's the truth. That's his team now. And you know it, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. It is his team. That's why I'm hoping Cam Newton could just come back and be in addition to his team. Because, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I feel like it'd be hard to get someone better than Cam oh, right next this next year, you know? Yeah, you could get Jameis. Oh, Jameis is not. No. Come on. Hey, he could throw it. No. He definitely he, could do that. He went 30 for 30, man. That's not even the good kind. Hey, if you just hit, like, McCaffrey on the flat or a little curls, you can't mess that up, dude. Uh, Come on. Man, I, I'm going to edit this part out. Man, I can't believe you said Jameis. Jameis is not better than Cam. I mean, he's good, but Jameis is not better than Cam. Just, bro. I don't know. It's tough, though. If Cam is not healthy... Then that's what I'm saying. Jameis, he could throw it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just, I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be a touchdown, an interception, and completion. You don't know. He could throw it. Man, that would be one heartache to another, man. (laughs) Jesus. Jameis Winston. All right, let's switch it up to something else. (laughs) Sports podcast. Sports podcast. (laughs) So, obviously, you being a rapper, what made you and inspired you into getting into rap? Uh, rapping is like a stepping stone for something I want to do bigger. I want to be, um, want to like be ahead of a record label or something. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I feel like rapping is the perfect stepping stone to do that, and I also enjoy making music. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, like Jay Z, like if I swore to tell you, like if you asked me who Jay Z was, I'd say, oh, he's a rapper. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't do no, enough justice, do justice right? right? You know what I mean? Like he has so many other business endeavors and stuff, and like rapping is just. Something he used to do, he could do it now, but he's not, like, living off his raps. He's got other real estate, mm-hmm. and that's kind of why I want to do, um, who else am I thinking of? Burner. You know Burner, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he From raps, but, exactly, he raps, but he has, like, you know, the cookies dispensary thing, the, la- the not labeled, the uh, brand, mm-hmm. if you will, and that's, like, what I want to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and I happen to rap, but I don't want to keep rapping when I'm 30 or 35, like, okay. nah, you know? <laughs> so it's bigger than rap for you. Yeah, exactly. Okay, nice. Uh, when you were young... Who are some of those rappers that you kind of listened to and it kind of inspired your your flow? That's tough because, you know, I grew up in, like, the ringtone era. It was, like, Soulja Boy, T-Pain. Then when I got to high school, it was, like, Young Money. Then toward the end, it was, like, Chief Keep And, like, it was, the trap stuff was popping. Mm-hmm. I, I would say I'm influenced to why, like, everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, even the old school, like, Biggie and Nas type stuff. I enjoy those records. But I also enjoy some trap. I enjoy some Young Thug, you feel me? Like... <laughs> So, my influence is from whatever. You know, if I hear something I think is cool, then I'm like, what ways can I incorporate that to my, mm-hmm. what, what I'm doing? You know what I mean? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
when did you first like go into a studio or just record and write down some lyrics oh god okay this was when i was like 16 there was some dude who graduated like two or three years after me his name was dubon and i hit him up one day i'm like yo i'm trying to record something like, I hit him up on Facebook or whatever. He had no idea who I was. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, come through to my home studio or whatever. So I rolled through. I do, what song? It was a remix to, you know, Stay Scheming? Okay, yeah, Rick yeah. Ross. And, yeah, Rick Ross. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was a remix to that, and it was, like, the most terrible thing ever. Dang, okay. It was terrible, bro. You, If I showed you right now, you would not think it was me. It was bad. <laughs> but that's the only, that was the first time going in the studio. Now mm. I've been... A few times, I guess. <laughs> what do you remember most from that studio session and just that song you recorded? Uh, this shit is hard. <laughs> like, songs don't always, in your head, like, play out when you record. You oh, know? That's, sure. like, the one thing, I guess, a lot of new artists and new mu- musicians, like, deal with. Mm-hmm. And once I heard myself, I heard my own voice, I was like, oh, I hate this shit. <laughs> like, I, maybe this rap stuff ain't for me, you know? Mm-hmm. So... I stopped after that and then get back into it till like I was an adult. But, oh dang, okay. So yeah. when did you when did what at what age did you pick it back up? Well, I'm 24 now, so maybe 22, 23. Mm-hmm. So I've only been rapping for like a year and a half, mm-hmm. and now coming back into it, shit is still hard, bro. <laughs> like I can't, but like I'm way more comfortable. I'm way more better than I was six, seven years ago. You know, mm-hmm. so I do enjoy it. I think it's crazy, like, right now, too, especially, like, in, in the game right now, hip-hop, there's a lot of, like, 16, 17-year-olds blowing up. I couldn't imagine being that... Because, obviously, you get more mature with age, yeah. just being that young and having that much power and viewers and money. It's like, holy exactly. shit, you know? That's why they make dumb decisions. More times than not, they make dumb decisions, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's like... it. It's because they're young guys, you know? Exactly. And I, I do feel like... I'm only 24, but I feel like an old head, bro, because, like, everybody I listen to now is, like, younger than me for the most part. Oh, okay. Like... Remember, like, playing Madden or 2K or something? Mm-hmm. And then that one time where you could finally pick your real age? Yeah. <laughs> like, draft, oh, that's how dude. I feel. Like, I feel like, damn, I'm getting this old? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that you could finally put... Yeah, that's right. I was 94. So. Yeah, exactly. I the first year you could put 94. I was like, damn. Okay, <laughs> I need to step it up. <laughs> right? So now I'm like, yo, I'm 24, but all the newest acts are like 17, 18, not even 21 yet. Mm-hmm. So it's something to think about, you know what I mean? But yeah, I make music for me, so it's cool. Mm-hmm. You said you make music for you. Mm-hmm. Was that something that you had a tough time discovering about yourself or was that something you just had instantly? It's difficult because, say, you kind of do want some outside input on whatever you do, you know what I mean? Or like, if you make a song, you want someone else to hear it beside your own ears to be like, oh, yo, is this cool? You like it? or? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think we really hot. And then my boys would be like, yo, Trey, this ain't it. And I'm like, man, fuck what y'all think. Like, it's hot. Like, so it's tough. Now I just really, I do get some creative feedback. Maybe it's like, if they could tell me why they dislike it, like, hey, I think it would sound better if you did this instead of that. Mm-hmm. Or this hook wasn't really as catchy or didn't catch my attention. Mm-hmm. Like, constructive criticism yeah, instead of just go. saying hot or not, you feel me? Yeah. So, I incorporate that, but now I'll just make music that I like. I don't care if I want to feel like making a trap banger today, I'll make a trap banger. If I want to go on some smooth jazz shit, then I'm going to do that, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, Might be versatile then. Exactly. So, the only thing that sucks about that, I won't... Difficult to get a core fan base that just likes a certain type of, like, niche sound. True. But, hey, I'm trying to make music for everybody. If, I was going to say, I feel like there are a lot... Like, it's me as a fan, hip-hop mm-hmm. fan, I have, like... A lot of a wide range of different hip hop artists, but also just artists in general. You know, yeah. I mean? 
I can say I'm a fan of Aerosmith and ACDC, but at the same time, I'm mm-hmm. a fan of like NWA, Public mm-hmm. Enemy, and those guys. Exactly. So just, you mean there's? I feel like there's a lot more people that are very wide range too. Mm-hmm. So that the fact that you could do a lot, it, you'll you'll have some fans. You'll get a good. I, I hope, man, because sometimes I feel like, man, maybe I should just get into like one subgenre and just stick with it. Like maybe I should just stick with West Coast and just rock that out till the wheels fall out. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I should stick with trap or stick with some like jazzy stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's just that's not even fun, man. I like pushing myself. If someone gives me some experimental beat that just sounds like weird robot noises, <laughs> I'll be like, you know what, let me try to rap on it and see if I what I could Dude, do. You know fun. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. You've heard of logic, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I think like logic's pretty similar in that aspect where mm-hmm. he kinda came up doing the whole boom bap stuff, very yeah. lyrical, like go really hard and under pressure and the incredible true story mm-hmm. but then you know he makes everybody album which is mm-hmm. a little bit more mainstream and he has yeah. like the the suicide hotline number right yeah, yeah. that's one of his songs so it's there's different he, he could show that he could do both but then he'll still drop a mixtape in amongst the mainstream albums mm-hmm. and kind of you know go back to the old school so exactly are you a logic fan uh yeah i like logic i'll say i'm a lot i don't love logic but i like him uh, all right i'm not gonna say nothing i respect <laughs> that you know i'm kidding now logic is cool I liked his way earlier stuff, like yeah, the stuff he was making too. when I was like in high school, you know what I mean, that type of stuff, but now, I think it just kind of sounds a little corny, you know it what I mean? Some of his bars, some of his features be a little too like, ugh, Like man. he's, he's trying too hard, especially like I said on those mainstream albums, Yeah, like, yo, like, ease it down a little bit, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but like, I have nothing bad to say about, you know, mm-hmm. biracial, you feel me? Yeah. <laughs> he lets us know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He has to, I guess. <laughs> But not logic's cool. He, mm, just not the biggest fan. You feel? Yeah, I feel you. Hope he don't not listen to this. <laughs> maybe he is. I don't know. <laughs> For sure. So you mentioned Jay Z earlier and how he's a CEO of many different things, and he's just more than rap. What are some goals that you also have outside of making music long term? Uh, outside of making music long term, I do wanna get a record label going and finance that. I want to be in some movies, low key. You know, what I, mean? mm. I could be like the comic relief guy. You okay. know, what I mean, if I get some movie roles, that would be tight. But outside of music, I'm trying to think of a rapper who's been in a lot of movies. Common, Common's been. Common's been some Ice Cube. Oh like, that's yeah, that's like the yeah. biggest oh, one. That's right. Tupac was even like a good actor. You know, yeah, what I mean? he went to like an art school though. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just roles from ASAP Rocky and Dope. Oh yeah, that was cool too. Yeah, was in that as well. Oh yeah, see, and Vince Staples like the backup, backup. Yeah. So yeah, there's a few rappers doing it. You know, what I mean, I feel like you know, just to be well ranged in all different kinds of arts and entertainment. Like that's like my lane. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So. Would you ever want to do like a TV show or anything? It would depend, man. Like, I would have to be the main character. You feel me? It would be like the Trey Hendrick show. Okay. And I would have to like be a co-writer in it, and. I don't know. I'll probably do one direct to streaming, like Netflix deal or something. I'll be happy with That'd that. That'd be cool, too. Yeah. But, yeah. Even Killer Mike has a show on Netflix or whatever. So, something like that would be cool. Okay. Damn. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. I know, especially with Netflix and Hulu and all these uh, different platforms, mm-hmm. the expansion of, like, what we watch and the opportunities for you to either make a show or be a part of a show or something like that is enormous now. Like, there's so yeah. many lanes now. It's not just Channel 2, 11, and Facts. whatever, you know? You think cable's dying off? Cable 100% is going to die off. Because the only time I watch cable now is just live sporting events, really. It really is. And now, like, YouTube TV is starting to step up their game with that. And mm-hmm. Hulu, if you buy, like, their premiere package, mm-hmm. it's uh, you can get live sports on with it, too. So oh, there's going to be things that, like, just keep undercutting mm-hmm. the prices of cable. And if they don't adjust and keep, like, robbing people, they're mm-hmm. going to gonna go out of business soon. Exactly. And this reminds me of a different note. I do think, and you're going to get this on record, 
you know, Bluetooth microphone. <laughs> um, these streaming services are going to replace these labels. Oh, 100%. Uh, without a doubt. Because you think about it, like people like Spotify, they can see who's hot before anybody sees who's hot through their analytics. You know yeah. what I mean? How much is it going to take for them to be like, tell an artist like, yay, Trey, um, we'll give you X amount of money. You release all your singles and albums through Spotify yeah. only. It's it only in their best interest if I'm popping, you know what I mean, to keep people on that platform. Exactly, yeah. So And they're big enough to do that now. Like are they've been oh. big enough to do that now, but it's just is it when they're gonna make that next move, you know? Yeah, it's gonna happen within the next few years, you know what I mean? Because think about like an artist like Drake, if you got a Spotify only deal. You know how many people if they have Apple music or title are just gonna be like, Well damn, I'm just switch to Spotify, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's definitely what's gonna happen soon. Isn't title like that too? Didn't they come out just like with like a Beyonce's few albums and like oh yeah, very, like Beyonce's album? Was it Lemonade? Lemonade was on uh, title exclusive. Yeah, exclusively for title. And there's like a Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Um, but title title messed up with their whole marketing scheme because you remember they had the whole thing. It was like Kanye, Nicki Minaj, J Cole, like a bunch of people, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty much saying like the main thing about title is that artists get paid paid more. Yeah. But at the same time, like that's nice to get paid more. But as a consumer, like what's the benefit for me if Spotify is cheaper? Yeah. <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? There's so many people that are like you know struggling or yeah. know, middle class that really don't want to pay that extra. Yeah. If they marketed a little better or offered something else at the, as a consumer, you'd be like, okay, that's worth paying the whatever how much title costs per month. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think they would have been better off, but since they didn't, yeah. it kind of sucks for them. It's kind of like ESPN Plus. You know how they started their subscription service? Yes. My friend let me use his account. Shout out to Alex. <laughs> but it's, you know, you have to put out, because when I first heard of ESPN Plus, I was like, oh, that's dumb. Like, if mm-hmm. they're just going to have more games. But no, they have their, they had like a Kobe Bryant show with detail, rest mm-hmm. in peace. But they had like, Payne Manning has a show now. They have all these, and they have the whole 30 for 30 documentary series. Yeah. They're constantly putting different new shows out and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's not just, you're not paying ESPN Plus $9 a month for extra games a week on yeah. any sport. It's all this extra content you're getting. So you have to increase the amount of contact if you're going to have them pay more oh without a doubt see man, see, you should just be a, mar- on a marketing board <laughs> Spotify room, hired me man. <laughs> right but speaking of you're a Laker fan huh Celtics fan oh Celtics fan yeah damn but that Kobe stuff was like hurt sorry for me still man just because yeah. he you know it, man I get like the mood change really <laughs> I know he he I rooted against them so many times. Yeah. Like my dad and I had this rivalry where I'd always root against the team, especially yeah. when it was USC and the Lakers playing. Oh, I'd right. always root against his, you know his two teams. Yeah, and you know, but like Kobe, more times than not, they would always prevail. Man, mm-hmm. he just always willed himself, and like indirectly, he inspired me to do a lot of different things. So oh, without a doubt. So it's super saddening, like about the news and everything, and his, mm-hmm. his daughter, and so you know, it's tough. He's and he's not even just to me, but he meant so much to. Yeah. I mean, there's seven billion people on this earth. I would say he. He touched almost a mil- uh, one million by himself. Oh, know? without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm a Spurs fan, so I'm not a Laker fan either. So I was always rooting against Kobe. I was a big Laker hater and Kobe critic. Mm-hmm. But when I did get those that news, like, first of all, like, it wasn't even like the helicopter crash and Kobe Bryant. And the news was like Kobe Bryant was on board said helicopter. We don't know what's happening. It was just like yeah. straight to the shit. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So it was definitely tough to like let it sink in. Mm-hmm. Because it almost felt unreal. Because I remember my boy was texting me. It's like, hey, yo, hey, Kobe. Like, that's all he said. Like, he didn't say nothing else. I'm like, okay. Like, yeah. I checked Twitter to see if he's trending for something. Mm-hmm. Then when I found out, like, he passed away, like, 
Nah, that shit fucked me up. I was like, yeah. boy, like, he's like a legend. Like, he's yeah. only like 40. Mm-hmm. 41, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Le- um, LeBron passed his freaking scoring. The following. Yeah. The night before. <laughs> That's what I thought. So I couldn't believe it. Yeah. That so, was tough. Even as a Spurs fan, just a fan of basketball or fan of anything. Like, Sports, yeah. He was so much bigger than basketball, yeah. Oh, without a doubt. I was just talking about it on the podcast last week. It, like there's nothing you can compare another athlete to like where Kobe mm-hmm. just any throwing any piece of trash away yeah the number one thing that comes to mind is Kobe, Kobe. but like there's no other household or daily thing that you do whether it's shaving or taking out the trash like you don't say another athlete's name in any other yeah. thing like that's how iconic he was you know <laughs> for real you know how many people like all you gotta do is say Kobe you know who you're talking about you don't gotta yeah, say last name, name you don't you know what I mean and no, it's just unfortunate that, like, he had to go the way he did, you know? So, RIP to him, RIP to Gianna, and all the others that were on board. That is pretty sad. Mm-hmm. It hit so, close to home, man. But, question, so would you consider yourself a journalist or of some sort? Yeah, I consider myself a multimedia journalist. I went to school, I went to Sac State, mm-hmm. and um, majored in communications and journalism. Mm-hmm. Did the whole newspaper thing and the student uh, radio there, too. Okay. So, that's really what put me on game. Mm-hmm onto just recording and editing mm-hmm. and I really got into the sports side of things because I was like my baby growing up yeah. but growing up too I really liked watch, listening to uh, Big Boy in the morning oh without that. it was Power 106 mm-hmm. so I've always and I really love hip hop I really love music in general Yeah, I, I like to have other guests on too just, it's, it's a lifestyle you know like exactly learning new things is always cool for me all right, so let me tie that back in. I know I'm the one being interviewed <laughs> but okay so the way some people have been approaching this Kobe situation, for example, like you're pretty sure familiar with Gail King asked Lisa Leslie, yeah, yeah, about that. You think that question, like, and using your journalistic self, do you think that question was fair? Did you think it was like out of bounds to ask? Kind of, it's tough because I feel like (laughs) journalism, what I learned, I had a really good professor over there at Sac State, too. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to be, I think it was a fair question, basically, to answer your question short, but there's a lot of times as a journalist, you're, you're put into. Mm-hmm. Weird, tricky situations. Because a lot of people were mad at TMZ for you know reporting the news first, and yeah. and Vanessa had never heard about it. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing: if you're a journalist and you have the right, like, correct information, you have mm-hmm. verified sources. Yeah, there's no reason. There's no reason to stop you to put it over. Like, no, it, as, as long as it's correct. Exactly. As long as you're accurate, which they were. I think it was the other articles that started putting out like the uh, entire family was there. Mm-hmm. Rick Fox was there. Yeah, there was a lot of other ones that were spreading misinformation. But mm-hmm. as long as you have the correct information, verified sources. You want to put it out as fast as possible. That's mm-hmm. that's the job, you know. That's mm-hmm. the journalism. And sometimes it isn't fair to the family. Sometimes, mm-hmm. and especially when the person like Kobe and, and his magnitude is yeah. not fair, it can be a little shocking. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even the way I don't know. I, I thought it was a fair question, and I mm-hmm. just you know, sometimes as a journalist, though, you got to be put into weird situations. Well, and ask the tough questions. Yeah, you do because yeah. you know that's at the end of the day. If it was just all like what is the word like a walk in the park like mm-hmm. questions you know you're not gonna get I don't know the, the, you would never remember the walk in the park type interviews oh yeah it's like so, well, how's your day ooh, ooh. <laughs> you exactly know I mean? you know what I mean it, it, it kind of makes us feel better for that moment but the ones that really hit home you know it's like oh okay it's usually deeper more personal questions oh yeah yeah like uh, you know who I'm thinking of Charlemagne the God he's yeah. not scared he likes confrontation I think he's <laughs> not scared to ask like to get down to it, whatever the question may be or whatever controversial topic mm-hmm. I could never do that, man. Yeah, it's tough. It's <laughs> even sometimes I get nervous too, but like, you know, even like Nardwar. Like yeah, yeah, He yeah. does a different version of it where he like digs super deep in the history, you know, yeah. like, 
will find something random to ask yeah. that the artist would have never guessed, you know? Exactly. So it's kind of cool. It's just basically as a journalist, you got you to do your research, one, and then two, don't be afraid to ask anything, you know? Yep. And I got retweeted some tweet. It was during the whole Kobe thing. It was just saying, like, journalists focus on being right and not first. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, during that whole time, it was so much, like... First of all, I was scrolling through my Twitter feed every, like, second, trying to get updates on shit. Mm-hmm. And I've been hearing this from there, that from there. And people with, like, verified check marks giving wrong information about yeah. shit. You feel me? Like, That's crazy. That's that, that was a bad look for a lot of journalists who were spreading those misinformation. No, nah, because I think that and just the way our culture is, like, we, fo- we just read the headlines and we don't even read the article. You know what I mean? I'm guilty of doing yeah, that a lot, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, hey, yo, you hear about this? <laughs> like, I don't even click the article or nothing. I just read the headline, you know? <laughs> I remember doing that a few times. And I remember, I think it was The Onion? No. Oh, no. they got you? No, no, it was The Huffington Post. <laughs> oh, okay. So it was like, The Huffington Post yeah, posts yeah. legit stuff sometimes, but sometimes it's opinionated, too. Yeah. But they posted a, a story with the headline after Donald Trump won the mm-hmm. election. Um, it basically said, the one way... The one loophole in the American Constitution that will allow Bernie Sanders to win or to become president. Okay. That's the headline. Okay. So everyone started sharing it, but the article was basically like, shame on you guys for sharing this. Like, if you actually know <laughs> this point, you know, like, you know this is not real, but this is just to prove a fact and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Kind of like a throw it in your face kind yeah. of thing. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Like, that's kind of funny. Yeah, they <laughs> went to that true. Link. Yeah, it is true, though, because people would just read the headline and just like, oh, we're going to share it, you know. Oh, facts. People were, like, quoting, like, the Onion articles being outraged yeah. and pissed. I'm like, you know what the Onion is? It's satire, yeah. you know? It's not supposed to be. But no, because I don't know. People just misinformed, I guess. And just, mm-hmm. like I said, we're a fast food type. We like our songs like two minutes, My straight crazy. to the hook, like straight to the, you know what I mean? No long intro. Yeah. Because I've been told that by people like, hey, yo, cut the intros on your song because, you know, when you, people are streaming it, they want to get straight to the point or whatever. Yeah. And even my mom, she'll be like, oh, Trey, watch this YouTube video. I'll see I'm like, yeah, what's four minutes? <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't, can't skip to a word. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. Do you think just our attention span just getting shorter? I think so with like social media and and not even social media, just the internet on our phone. Mm-hmm. We have access to everything like that. Yeah. So we want music to be like that. We want relationships to be like that. Mm-hmm. We want, you know, things just to click faster for us. Because with the internet, that's mm-hmm. how fast it is now. But I feel like a lot of things in life aren't, they're not as fast as the internet. Like exactly. Just, just straight up. You know, it's like um, on a, a previous podcast a long time ago, we called it like microwave society. Oh, like yeah. Everyone just wants their stuff zapped in right away, mm-hmm. minute, two minutes long. And, you know, they're not willing to put the time in and that kind of stuff. But yeah. I don't know. It's just I think our attention span is shorter, but because of the technology and the access to information we have now. No, agreed. And that's why, like, with my songs, to tie back up yeah, to, yeah. to my music, because we are talking. But that's why my songs, I only do, at most, two verses. I'll, I'll rarely do a third mm-hmm. verse. You know what I mean? It's a lost art now. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? But because people... I don't know. I feel like people will probably get... By the time they get to the third verse, they go through another hook and get a third verse again. Mm-hmm. They probably like, okay, this is a lot now. It like, has to be really captivating. Like, exactly. You have to be that good where, mm-hmm. okay, I'll listen to this third verse. But there's a lot of people... Because especially like club music, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like that stuff is like, you may be lucky to get your whole verse. Like, <laughs> yeah, music, exactly. Because you know? the DJ's always mixing it into something yeah. else. Yeah. So... You know, it's just it's just what we are accustomed to because of the instant information and the instant gratification we get from a lot of different things. Exactly. So, like, I just want to treat my music like that. I just want, obviously, like I said, I make music for me, but I also want best as a consumer. Like, what would make them listen mm-hmm. to it? What would make them replay it? My track money is only like two minutes. You know what I mean? So, 
Hopefully they have a tension span long enough to last at least a minute and a half. Of it. <laughs> right. So that's why I'm, that's why I'm going to tour the more shorter songs now. Okay, nice. So yeah. you mentioned your new song, your new single, "Money." What inspired that song? Yeah, you like that transition? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, man, because um, I was just tired of being broke. You know, <laughs> so I was like, yo, what's one thing we're chasing after? A lot of people would say money. You know, what I mean, want to make more money, want to do. It just you need money to do like everything you know what i mean mm-hmm. you want to move out you need money you want a new car you need money you want to start a business start something you need capital you need something you know what I mean? so i just made the track money my boy yens gave me the instrumental i just started rapping to it i sang a little i never sing on records i sang a little on that one and it actually came out to be like a good song i think it's like one of my better songs i've done so yeah yeah i like it i had trouble finding your older music i usually people have like soundcloud and stuff like that do you have a lot of older music still up there, or? Nah, it's. <laughs> I threw that in the recycle bin. The only, yeah, because I deleted all my shit off SoundCloud. I still have like my stuff on Spotify and all other platforms. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you're trying to go before that, yeah, you're probably not gonna find it. <laughs> I do have my Stay Scheming verse still there though. That okay. one I was telling oh, you about. It's on Dang. YouTube. Yeah, I Dang. still got that. But yeah. Okay. I had to wipe sure. that out. Mm-mm. Did you have any projects in the past that you had to wipe out, or are you still? Yeah, I had a whole EP. I was the first ever EP I did. It was a four song EP, and it wasn't, it wasn't terrible, you know what I mean. But when I listen to myself now versus what I listened to myself two years ago, it's like I progressed so much where it's like I kind of cringe at it, or I'll yeah. be like, man, I wish that was a hard beat, but I wish I could have done it justice, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So now, so I delete, so I deleted all that, but I still have my tracks from like I guess furthest twenty eighteen that mm-hmm. I've done. Okay, nice. Yeah. That's sometimes new too with the podcast. I have a lot of older episodes. And, I listen to them, and some of them are on the old name too, but like, mm-hmm. just like how stiff I was or how like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't have the flow I do now. And it's, it's sometimes I just like leaving it up there though to humble myself. Cause sometimes I'll think like, oh yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Like I'm, I'm, I'm there now, you know? And then I'll listen to it. And it's like, oh no, you still have some work to do, you know? Exactly. But it's, you can see the progression. If someone goes back, mm-hmm. they can see the progression. Yeah. Like my boy, I have a boy named J Mac. I did a collab EP with him. Well, it dropped like two months ago. Okay. But, um, if you go on his YouTube and look at its older YouTube videos compared to now, you can definitely see the progression. His flow. Yeah. His old videos were shot on an iPhone, mm-hmm. but now he stepped his game up and that's why he told me he leaves it up there so people could see the progression. You feel yeah. Me? Which is a good point, but nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> And I think, but I think that's cool, like, as me, like, as a hip-hop fan, I've mm-hmm. always, especially, like, when I was in high school, Tyler the Creator was kind of coming up, oh, Mac yeah. Miller was coming up, mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar, Absol, Schoolboy, J-Rock, a lot of TDE, mm-hmm. J. Cole was coming up, like, a lot of yep. the, you know, it's cool to, I remember just, like, digging for YouTube stuff, like, their old flows, mm-hmm. and they're all still up there, like, you can still go back and check them out, which is cool, because they've progressed to where they're at now, here in 2020, and it's mm-hmm. just like, wow, they've grown so much you know and exactly and they came up in a different era bro streaming in 2011 2010 2012 wasn't really a nah, thing yet you know me? and i think what cds were probably dying now because i don't think i bought any cds around yeah the time either. Nah, i remember buying a few but just to like support the artist <laughs> yeah and, like, get a retweet maybe yeah so now <laughs> i'm thinking about like to come up during that time was pretty difficult you mm-hmm. have to just go off word of mouth and just blow kind of yeah I th- well i think like youtube for sure like oh, that, that, was, their that platform. was a platform yeah because mm-hmm. i remember tde i followed them a lot and like black hippie they would do their video the videos mm-hmm. and they'll still stay true to it like when they did the vice city video they'll do like mm-hmm. usually on one of the artist album they'll have like a collab where they all like the, yeah the main four will do something again mm-hmm. so that's kind of cool but yeah youtube was like the platform back in the day because even like tyler the creator before he got his score uh 
his what is it called the show loiter squad yeah they were doing stuff on youtube like that oh where their just, videos like, are funny punking people <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like and, and then they eventually got a show like that though yeah. so that was like kind of like the first we saw of like the youtube pioneers i feel like or that was like i don't say the youtube golden age but around that time for sure oh exactly and i'm gonna say this now if it wasn't for Tyler the Creator, I probably wouldn't be rapping. Though. Really, I'm gonna say that. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't say his name earlier, but yeah, <laughs> not for real. Cause he was like the first like rapper that I guess I saw that wasn't like hard. You feel me? Like every dude was like a drug dealer, gangster, or just had some type of swagger. He was just a yeah. goofy skateboard kid. Yeah, who like turned up and like his shit. And this shit was kind of crazy. You know what I'm thinking about? Bro, back to it, yeah. Yeah, because I remember I was listening to your interview with Devereaux, and y'all were talking about it, and I was thinking back to my memories listening to that yeah, shit. My dude. parents hated it. Bro, I, I brought an Odd Future shirt, and it was an upside-down cross. And uh-huh. I, I remember I couldn't, like, wear that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what are you doing? You, you know? wear it under your hoodie. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm going out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was crazy. That was, like, counterculture was... They made counterculture big. Like, oh, without a doubt. Hipsters and stuff. Or not hipsters, but, like... Yeah. You know people who didn't like the norm exactly and think of what tyler done like he has his own festival camp flog now which i was at last year i saw drake get booed that's another story (laughs) i was there and think about tyler never had any like radio hits until what last year the flower boy-esque and igor and he did all that on his own off the strength of his music and the opportunities he was able to get from his music Mm -hmm. that's what i want to do from an entrepreneurial (laughs) standpoint he did really good Mm -hmm. i mean even with the the donut and odd future brand golf and yeah everything like his collabs with supreme like he Mm -hmm. was always ahead of the curve it's crazy like a lot of people hated him Mm -hmm. that were like mainly into the mainstream music and stuff like that but this dude was ahead of the curve on not just music but like on every single asset he was always uh, finding different lanes like you said earlier like jay-z like mm-hmm. if you just called tyler creator just a rapper that would be a, yeah, a ex- disservice to exactly. his name and himself you know like he does so much more and igor should have won best rap album that yeah. album wasn't even a rap album it bro wasn't. and freddie gibbs bandana should have got nominated oh you like freddie gibbs oh hell yeah okay. he's like one of my like favorite rappers like he's a rapper's rapper you yeah, know what yeah, i mean yeah. like but yeah, he definitely should have got nominated. He got snubbed on that one. Uh-huh. That one's tough though. I feel like the award show things are always kind of tricky because it's just like, who's a, who, they have the platform to kind of say who's hot and not, and it's like, is it really the general public? You know? Yeah, and I think we like as a culture put too much value on these like bullshit ass Grammys. Mm-hmm. You know, granted, if I got nominated, you feel me? I'm, I'm, oh I'm, yeah, I'm, for I'm, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm probably gonna delete this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real though, like. These award shows aren't run by, like, us people in the culture, people that are, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Macklemore over Kendrick. Remember how big, big that was some bullshit yeah, that we were saying? like Because even Macklemore knew. You even put, like, a long-ass yeah. text to Kendrick, like, yo, dog, you should have won. Too. He <laughs> tweeted basically saying Kendrick could have won. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, you had mad guilt, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. We put too much value. I get it because it's, like, a prestigious, like, award, you know what I mean? Everybody wants to have that little Grammy. Mm-hmm. But, like, why don't we put that into, like, our own award shows that actually celebrate us, yeah. you feel me? Like, but that's just an off-topic rant. But you feel me, you know No, what I'm I feel you, because like, <laughs> even, like, J. Cole, who I fuck with heavy, he mm-hmm. made a, a lyric. I forgot if it was in, oh, it was in a Fire Squad? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Drives, I was, like, watching Iggy win a Grammy, yeah. and I was, like, try to crack a smile, you yeah. know? It's, like, he talks about that, too, in the song, though. It was, like, mm-hmm. you know, the difference between the mainstream and like the award shows and sometimes it doesn't accurately represent everything you it know? doesn't you know what i mean like i just don't get what their qualification is it's like what's more popular mm-hmm. is it 
I did, I, guess, I think it's probably a lot of politics. There's a yeah. lot of politics here in Orange County, and nobody's here is big. You mm-hmm. feel me? So there's got to be a bunch of politics in the bigger stages. Because even if you look at an award show like the Oscars, I don't really fuck with movies or the Oscars yeah. like that. But I remember like for a long time, Leo didn't have an Oscar. Oh yeah. yeah. And sometimes like the last month and a half, I've watched a lot of Leo movies just yeah. out of random. One was um, Catch Me If You Can, mm-hmm. where the one where he like pretends. He's like 16 years old and he's like traveling the country pretending to be a flight attendant. I don't oh, know if you remember that movie. No. That one, and like he does such a good job in that one. I was like, oh shit, like he didn't win for that one. <laughs> yeah, right. And then you watch The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh. He didn't win for that one. It's like, what? Like, what were you yeah. guys watching? And what was the other one? The Dream one. Inception. Oh, Inception yeah. was really good too. I'm just like, he didn't win Oscars for any of these three performances. Like, mm. I, like I don't know, like, you know, what are they, yeah, exactly. What are their qualifications to win yeah. an Oscar? Who... Mm-hmm. Is deciding this because I thought he had some really great movies mm-hmm. and he didn't win until The Revenant, which was like it was cool and all, but there was like forty minutes of no talking. You yeah, know? just give it to him, like, yo, here you go, Leo. <laughs> yeah, but like you don't need an Oscar. Like you know, Leo's a great actor. Yeah. If you ask anybody, they know he's a great actor. Do we need an Oscar to validate to that? It, yeah. Or are your some of your favorite movies have they won Oscars? No, not probably not. not. <laughs> no, yeah. Are your favorite albums won Grammys? Probably not. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, why don't? I just don't get why we put a big-ass deal. Like, a lot of my favorite albums probably never even got a Grammy nomination. You know what I mean? So that's just what it is. Mm -hmm. All of our favorite movies, I think, are classic. I don't think Friday won an Oscar, but it's a great movie. (laughs) We still quoting from it to this day. Yeah, that's true. One of the most quotable movies. So, yeah, man. So... But a Grammy nomination board, you know, if you hear this, I did not say that. (laughs) (laughs) I just brought up. (laughs) What were some of your favorite albums and just music in general last year outside of Igor and Bandana? Uh, Igor had Bandana on repeat. Help me out. What else was, what else came out? YBN Corday dropped an album. Oh, it was cool. Dropped an album. Game was cool. But Dreamville did their album. I actually liked Dreamville's album. Yeah. I actually liked it. It was cool. Like, I was nervous because it had so many yeah. collaborations. Dude, and stuff. there were so many stuff. But they made it flow. I thought it was just going to sound clustered and not, nah, but they made it really flow. I liked their album. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite album of the year. For sure. Was 21 Savage last year or was that the year that was, before? He ended up, he dropped it at the end of the year before. Okay, so I'm counting. I like that one. Yeah, <laughs> I am, I was, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. I feel like I'm slowly missing Anderson it. Park had an album. Uh, Boogie had an album. Oh, Boogie's album was good. I, I totally forgot, dude. He slept on. Yeah, yeah he his, is. His album was real good, so I just I love that song. Self-destruction. Oh, like, yeah. Something, like, the hook is literally yeah. something, something, something. Can't remember nothing. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? I was just like, oh, that's, that's hard. You know, like, nah, they play around with it. They all go hard, man. Um, shit, dude. Hopefully one of my albums be good. My album this year, I hope. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just difficult coming from here, like Orange County. Because I feel like everybody who's, like, popular is, like, from L.A. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or even Bay Area got a few people. Mm-hmm. But Orange County itself, like, I think it's just... Who do you got? Like, Fora has found some success. And but he doesn't, like, rep Orange County like that, though. You no, know he I mean? doesn't. And what's the other one? Young Pinch? Young right? Pinch from Huntington Beach. Mm-hmm. He's probably, like, the biggest, like, newer one right now. But as far as that goes, unless I'm missing somebody, that's, that's really those, those two as far as rap. Yeah. And Orange County back was known for, like, a little punk scene. as like, but... We need, got, we need to put hip-hop on the map, bro. Yeah, and I think they will eventually. It's not like there's not talent. Like, I oh, do yeah. have, like, because I try to keep an ear out for Orange County rappers. It's mm-hmm. not like they're bad, you know what I mean? Like, there's it's, a lot of talented people out there. It's just how do we how do we get it to become a, a uniform? Because Santa Ana is not as big as, like, Atlanta. Santa yeah. Ana is not as big. Fullerton is not as big as Compton. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we can't get into individual city. Mm-hmm. To where the other cities are yeah but if as a collective county like you for sure can oh 100%, yeah 100 you know it's just 
I don't know. It's just difficult, like I said, man. I'm thinking it's here, over here. I'm trying to think now. All right, so over here, it's like I just feel like, you know, a lot of politics, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people not with the collaboration is more of a competition, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, me, on the internet, I like collaborating. I like the only person I'm in competition with is myself. Like I don't care less about yeah. what other people do. Like if I make a song better than my last, then that's what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But a lot of people just look at it as like, it's me for myself type of deal. And I think that's what kind of hurts us. Yeah. Do you feel like that's... How do you feel about capitalism and like the society that we live in now? Because I feel like a lot of that competition against, hey, I win, you have to lose, instead of we all win at our own pace. I feel like a lot of that derives from just like money. You know, like we all want oh, more money than another uh, person. Yeah. And a lot of people will lie, cheat, steal to yeah. get to the top. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? So... That's what people do. It's it's unfortunate, man. Like I said, if we looked at it more as a collaborative effort, and we all like, hey, if I'm up, that means all the people I work with up. If mm-hmm. you're, I mean, your podcast up. That means YBG's music up. Yeah. You work with me. You know what I mean? Like people don't look at it like that. You mm-hmm. know, they think like only one person can win, not like an entire you know group can win. You know, it's, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one thing that's holding Orange County back. Because like you said, there's a talent. You hear it. I hear it. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of people where I'm like, yo. This song could be on the radio right yeah. now. It's like that good, you know what I mean? Like Devereaux, for example. Yeah. Mad talented. Yeah, as you know, like she's mad talented. It's like, yo, why aren't people like her, you know, bigger, you know Popping, what I mean? Yeah. So one day, I hope. Yeah, I think a lot of it too, like you said, radio, I, I think like Orange County eventually needs to I think that I do. I do believe they have one radio station, mm-hmm. um, Hits One Hundred and One, mm-hmm. but they need a few more. Like they need to get their more like own TV stations and mm-hmm. kind of like become their own. Not just like, hey, a tie-in with L.A., like they're kind of their own entity. Because there's a lot of times, too, where mm-hmm. there'll be a show at the Honda Center and, you know, the artist will be like, hey, what's up, L.A.? And it's like, yo. <laughs> no, that's not- Exactly. Like, we're just kind of like thrown in with L.A. a lot, just like mm-hmm. the IE is, too, you know? Exactly. But there's you see, like, some Orange County blogs popping up, like, what, Juice Unlocked? Are you familiar with yeah. them? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're really trying to do it for Orange County and stuff. Um, I met Matt Allen, the one who runs it. Okay. Yeah, he's a real cool dude. He showed me the Juice Unlocked studio. Nice. Like, yeah, he put me on game. Like, he's a real cool dude. Mm-hmm. And One of the cats I went to high school with, his name is Wim. He's mm-hmm. part of the Juice Collective. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. You went to high school with him? Yeah, I played football with him and everything. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, I know of him. I never met him or nothing, but I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, I remember, I forgot the, the event, or what is it called? Mm-hmm. Perform the where you perform? Yeah, the stage. What? Yeah, the state. Like we went to, a, I went to a concert of his when okay. he was still in high school and I just graduated mm-hmm. in Anaheim. It was called really Chain small. Reaction. Chain Reaction. Yeah, I was at that with him and he was a part of a group back then. But like I was, I was with him and uh, the girl I was talking to at the time. Mm-hmm. And we went to go watch him. Yeah, so it was super cool to see him grow like individually. I had okay. him on the podcast like almost a year ago now. So okay, you need but, to bring him back. I know. Once I, get, <laughs> once I get video, I will for sure. But man, it's it's super cool to see him grow and like you know become a part of that movement too. That's trying to put Deuce County mm-hmm. um, as a collective on yeah. the map, you know, which is super dope. Exactly, man. Are you go to many local shows at all, or I try to. I mean, I'm pretty busy, and I feel mm-hmm. like I kind of fell out of love. Like I, uh, like not fell out of love with going to the music scene, but yeah. I just fell out of love with going out. Period. Like, <laughs> nah, I, like I, I was chill or I got shit to do. Man. Yeah, like, I, I was got... like 21, 22, and then I don't know what happened. I just like burned out kind of hard. Where yeah. like, if I go out, I have to like mentally prepare myself <laughs> for like the week. Like you have to tell me, you can't just tell me, hey, let's go out at like nine o'clock because mm-hmm. I'll be like, no, nah, I can't. Oh yeah, by then it's a wrap. Yeah, I know. It's like you got to tell me either the day before or like with enough time so where I can like, hey, all right, 
I'll go out with you, but like I have to prepare myself. Like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. No, I get you, dude. I'm the same way. Like if anyone asks me, like even at five o'clock, like, hey, yo, let's go out tonight. I'm like, oh, it's a maybe. I'll let you know. Yeah. Like, which means no, I'm not going. Out. <laughs> don't bother. I feel super old, like telling like my friends that because they'll like be hitting me up at eleven, eleven thirty, like, hey, you want to go out? And it's like, bro, I'm about to go I'm with the bed, dog. Like. <laughs> I'm the same way. Like, I usually go out maybe, like, once a month or maybe twice a month. Sometimes, like, I'll just have the itch, like, all right, I need to get out of the house. I need yeah. to do something. But other than that, no, I'll stay in. But I got a show next month. You got to pull up, dog. Okay, I'll come. You got that on the podcast? You got it? We're, <laughs> we're, 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 we're not edited out. <laughs> we're at the... Uh, FTG Warehouse. FTG Warehouse. Yeah, that's right in Santa Ana. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. From the, You ever perform at the Cool Lab? Uh, no, I've, I've been there. I never performed there before. Okay, yeah, it's down the street from the Cool Lab, though. I remember... One Thursday night, we went from the Cool Lab to uh-huh. go see Devereaux, actually. We, oh. were, we were, like, a couple minutes late, so uh-huh. we didn't get to see her perform. Uh-huh. That's where I had met her. Oh, okay. And she was performing at the FTD, FT, FTG Warehouse. Yeah, and she's going to be there at this one, too. Oh, dope. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sure slide through yeah, there. so, for real, man, because one thing I do love is performing, bro. I have a blast out there, dog. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> What's the biggest difference in your preparation for performing versus, like, recording music? Uh, performing, I'm usually sober. <laughs> no, because I, I just want to make sure I remember my lines and stuff. So, like, a lot of times before a performance, like, I won't drink none, I won't smoke none, and I won't do that anything till after. Yeah. Because, like, I just want to make sure, like, I'm, like, as clean as could be, as, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it just, a lot of, lately I haven't been rehearsing, but it's still been going okay. But that's one thing I need to work on. I need to rehearse a little more just to yeah. make it. But I do enjoy, I enjoy crowd work. I enjoy talking with the crowd. Even though, like, I'm a natural introverted person, mm-hmm. when I'm on stage, I just like to have fun. That's, like, my one place where it's, like, my sanctuary, if you Dang, will. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What was your first performance? Oh, man, this shit was terrible. Actually, no, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Okay. <laughs> um, it was a show with YBG. He was hosting it. Mm. And it was over in Fullerton at this one spot called Program Skate Shop. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are, are you, you told me about it? that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the first show I ever did. It was, like, a 10-minute set. And none of these songs I performed is on that show. Actually, no, Dead Inside was on there. Okay. But, um, yeah, I was terrible. <laughs> like, I drank, like, some vodka before because I was oh. nervous. And I did okay. It wasn't like, like it is now looking back at it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? The crowd still kind of liked me. And I did a show after that where it was just even worse than that. Dang. Hey, but once you do some shitty shows, like, nothing scares you, you know what I mean? Well, that's what I was talking about with, like, another artist, too, is, like, once you have, like, those failures or, like, those embarrassing moments in life, it can, it can just really, like, that teaches you how to Mm -hmm. be be better prepared the next time, you know? Exactly. Especially, like, in sports. I just remember, like, Mm -hmm. like, the time you would get beat in, like, one-on-one coverage. Oh, yeah. You best believe your ass you're not going to get beat the next time because you're better prepared for it, you Mm -hmm. know? That's how I always saw it. It's like, you know, take every L as a learning lesson. Exactly. And that's what I had to do. So now my shows are like a lot more clean, a lot more, you know, polished. Mm-hmm. Before, like, I'll just forget my lyrics. Like, I'll get nervous. Like, I'll just stand like in one spot. Oh, like, yeah. It was bad. You know what I mean? It just because a lot of nerves. And I still get nervous before each show. But it's like natural nerves. You know, it's not like, oh, I can't do this or mm-hmm. whatever. Or I don't need a drink or I don't need a smoke or something to get chilled mm-hmm. out. Like, I could just do it sober, chilling. Yeah. But... And, like, I've been to shows where people really vibing, people I don't even know, just dancing to the music, turning up. Yeah. I've been to shows where people just staring at me like it's, like, an art museum or some yeah, shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, bro. And and I'm, can you, like, bob at least your head? Yeah, something? like, I'm, like, killing it. Like, like I'm not fumbling. Like, I'm trying to get into it. And they're just looking at me like, oh, where, where the f- where's the next dude? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's tough, too, as an opener, for sure. Yeah, that's why I don't open shows 
nope, mm-mm, I won't do it. Yeah. Like for like a bigger artist, like at observatory yeah. or something. Never, bro. I seen some dude get booed off before. Me too, man. And it wasn't even his fault. Like it wasn't his music or nothing. It's just like people were waiting so long to see. Yeah. I think it was Chief Keef at the time. So he was all like, "Y'all ready for Chief Keef?" He's like, "Everyone's like, yeah." He's like, "All right, my name is whatever, and I'm gonna perform two songs." Oh, they uh, were pissed. Yeah. And he actually dropped the mic and walked out. He was, yeah, it was not. Ever since then, it's I was like, tough, "No opening." Too. I feel like the observatory to the to the shows that I've been to at least they don't do a good job of getting a similar um, sounding oh, opener compared to the main start because I remember I went to go see Schoolboy Q mm-hmm. and you know Schoolboy Q is like pretty hard mm-hmm. and this was back in 2013 or 14 I think but opening up for him was like some new boy like skinny jean group that was rapping and it's like they, of course they're gonna get booed off because yeah. they're here for schoolboy they don't hear for that kind of yeah, music yeah they want some dark grimy shit exactly. like you're giving them some jerk and like nah yeah. so get off the stage so they got booed <laughs> off remember and I was like yo like that's kind of on them for the promoter for you know putting that together like that's that's exactly. a lose lose you know exactly that's why I'm like yo I'm never opening for nobody maybe one I might do it once or whatever yeah but. It's kind of scary after seeing people get booed off and shit for oh, like 100%. whatever reason could be like because the artist is taking forever to come out, so they see another opener, they're rolling their eyes like, oh god, another yeah, one. you know what I mean. And the observatory, they take a while too. <laughs> that night, Schoolboy Q didn't come out till like one a.m. and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I we believe. were there at nine, so it's like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? You know, I believe it. Some people probably left like we're like, yo, I gotta go home. Yeah, <laughs> I can I can imagine being a, a twenty five year old now like. Oh, yeah, they work the next day and stuff like yeah. stay in LA it's like nah bro come on see but like I'm, I'm maybe I'm not a good enough rapper because I always do show up to shit on time man maybe I should just show up late like rappers do yeah. <laughs> so, you know what I mean they're like the only punctual rapper <laughs> for real that's one of my pet peeves too like working with artists and other people who aren't I guess professional you feel me mm-hmm. I'm not professional in the sense of their work but in like being punctuality or communication professional in that way. Oh, biggest pet peeve. Like, if you're going to be late, just, hey, just shoot me a text. Like, hey, yo, I'm sucking traffic. Going to be 30, 15 minutes late, whatever. Yeah. If you just don't say nothing, I'm just here. Like, you already reserved a studio time, 30 minutes gone by, mm-hmm. and I haven't done nothing because I'm waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Or a videographer is the same thing, you feel me? So that's my pet peeve. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of people I've met, too, like, where their concept of time is, like, <laughs> not as important, you know? Yeah. I mean? And I think that's something, like, going back to school is, like, yeah. maybe school and the classes they teach us maybe aren't always useful, like, the math and stuff, but, yeah. like, one thing they do teach you is, like, being punctual and being on time, and, mm-hmm. like, you know, that, like, if you don't develop that habit then, it kind of shows when you're an adult, because then you, you're showing up to places late and that kind of stuff, it's funny. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, it's like, yo, like, I'm trying to work, but how are you late and not even telling me and mm-hmm. shit? So that's the one thing that bugs me, man. But that's why I'm trying to be the best punctual rapper there is. You there you me? go. <laughs> so you mentioned earlier that you have a project coming out this year. Do you have a title for that one yet? Uh, I don't have a title yet, but I do have the cover cover art already made for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a few artists I'm collaborating with. Um, my boy Travis Chase. I don't know if you heard of him. Mm-hmm. He's from Buena Park. He's he's nice with it. Um, I got this dude named Dialone. He's from I want to say South County, Irvine area. Okay. And my boy named Jordan Iverson, he's from LA, he's also on the project, so okay. I just want this debut project to be kind of like grand, like a statement, you feel me? Because mm-hmm. um, it's my first time like dropping some music in 2020, like a solid body of work, 
So I just wanted to be hard. I want everyone to be able to listen to a track one through ten or how many tracks they're going to be. Mm-hmm. No skips and just enjoy it. So that's my goal right now. Mm-hmm. Nice. Do you have a set date for it yet or kind of uh, idea a month? I originally was trying to do this month, but that, that ain't happening. So <laughs> probably either like late March or early April or drop it just in time for the show I'm going to do. And that way it's like a perfect, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Marketing thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So what's the toughest part, or what's the difference between recording an a project, whether it's an album or EP, EP versus just singles? Uh, single. Well, recording an album, because a lot more songs to pick through to see which ones fit. Some songs might be good, but they don't fit the concept of the album or don't exactly fit the album right. Mm-hmm. Like I can make the best dance hall record like ever, but if my album's not dance hall or don't sound kind of like that vibes. Mm-hmm. Then it'll just sound kind of out of place. You feel me? So kind of just finding the right vibe and make sure it's cohesive because i personally like cohesive albums that just yeah. sound good some people, similar theme yeah because some albums especially like lately people just being looks like a compilation like you get a dance hall track you get a club banger you get a freaking mm-hmm. which is cool but i i kind of like my album to be like a mural you know what i mean like it all tied together mm-hmm. so yeah yeah that's why i really like to put a butterfly i oh, like facts. that good kid mad city mm-hmm. forest hills drive from j cole like those are some of like my top albums just because they have, they have, like, not every song sounds the same, but every song has, like, a similar theme. And, like, there's, you can tell when you listen to the album as a whole, there's, like, it's a collaborative. They all mm-hmm. collect together, you know? And you know what album I'm going to throw in there with that list you just named? And you're probably going to hate me for it. Which one? Lil Yachty, Lil Boat. Mixtape. Oh, I, I haven't heard of it. Bro, listen <laughs> to it. It's the tape that put them on, yo. I was never a big Lil Yachty. I'm pretty sure I listened to a few tracks of it, and I was, I've never been, like, a big Lil Yachty fan. Um, I like some of his music, but now I can't like. Oh, now no, no, no. But like his tape though, it's just kind of like playful and silly, kind of like how he was with the you know red hair and mm-hmm. all that. And his tape reflected that, you know, mm-hmm. what I mean, reflected his personality. Rather, you, and I get it why for some people it's like a, it's a tough listen. You, mm-hmm. you feel me? But um, that's why I want my tape to be a reflection of me. So you may not have like a one-on-one conversation with me, but you can listen to my music and you already tell like, oh, this is the kind of person we're dealing with, or yeah. this is the kind of, you know what I mean? If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, got your drift. Yeah, so that's the goal, and I don't know, hopefully people like it. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> Any other plans too? Like once the album drops, any more singles coming out this year, or what else is? Uh, your I'm goals? definitely gonna pump out the singles. I'm waiting for my tax refund. I might drop a music video. Hey, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Keep it real, but I think I want to do more visuals or I mean, uh, visuals. Maybe something for the summer too. Okay. Like some summer vibe, like yeah. stuff people could just play while they're cruising down PCH or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> Summer songs are always good, especially when you're living in Orange County. Oh, yeah. So, do something summery. You know, like, I'm not really, like, a bright person. Mm-hmm. Not bright as in smart, but bright as in, like, mm. music. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, because like, I've listened to your music, too. Like, you use that, uh, the deeper voice, you know what I mean? It's yeah, not yeah. like... I, I get what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people hear me speak and then listen to my music and be like, that's not the same person. <laughs> But I know when I'm in the booth, it's just like, you know what I mean? I got to go in, bro. I got to make a statement. And a lot of people, they hear my voice and it does like, okay, that's kind of unique. Like, I never heard someone like rap like that, you yeah. know? So that's what I was just trying to do. I kind of like that, though, because I remember, like I said, I was a big Tyler fan when he's coming up. Oh, yeah. You mentioned Tyler earlier, oh, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. It reminds me of, like, the bastard voice. The, yeah. The voice in the bastard, the adult, yeah. is it supposed to be? Yeah, right? yeah. Or his therapist. It's supposed to be yeah, his therapist. Yeah, with a deep right? voice where yeah. you tell me talking, yeah. Kind of, it reminds me of those, like, moments. And oh. so, like, you know, how Tyler plays around with it. Yeah, so did you like any of the tracks I had? Like, yeah, I like Money and, and what's the one you had on your SoundCloud? What was it, Dead Inside? 
Dead Inside and then This Joint. It was like a feature. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, that was, that a, good was a good one. I think it was like N-I-X-T. Yeah, yeah, no, homie Nixed. That's Nixed, the name. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good that one. That one was a good one too, yeah. So I had to do some digging though, like I said. But that was, that was <laughs> <kinda>. <laughs> On your Nardwar? Yeah. I was like, oh, man, where are these? <laughs> right? Yeah. But that's good, man. Like I said, I'm just trying to reach people, just trying to make it big and hopefully one day, you know. Ten years from now, I could look back at this podcast. I'm like, damn, homie got his own show or whatever. Yeah. Like, I got our own record label. We all good. Yeah, exactly. We all winning. Exactly. exactly. We just won. Facts. Facts only. Mm-hmm. So before I end the show, I do like to always chat, like have some fun questions for my guest at okay. the end of each show. So just so the listener can get to know you more. All right, cool. If you could have any toppings on a pizza, what would they be? Uh, pepperoni, sausage, bacon, pretty much some meat lovers. Okay, know. meat lovers. There yeah, you yeah, go. yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah. veggies, no pineapples? No, nah, son. Right. Pineapples don't go on pizza. Yay, okay, there you go. Friends. There you, go. <laughs> you know what it is, man. Who Bro. puts fruit on pizza? Come on now. <laughs> See, Devereaux was trying to fight me because she loved pineapples on pizza. And I was like, I can't have that. I can't have nah, that. It, it, it don't even mix. You feel me? Like, I don't get Cheese, that. Cheese, pineapples, and marinara sauce? Like, no. Nah. Don't put fruit on pizza. PSA. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Pineapple, though, in general is good. I fuck with pineapple. Yeah, just, just not on pizza. Yeah. yeah right? <laughs> if you could have any kind of exotic pet, what would you have? Hmm. Probably. Was a pig count as exotic pet? Well, it's not that exotic. It's like a pig. <laughs> yeah, okay. I just want a pig. Dog. <laughs> okay, how about this? Um, A monkey. I'll probably okay. have a monkey. You feel me? That's a popular one, man. Because they're like smart. You feel me? Like yeah. it's not like, it don't even feel like a pet. It's just like a little brother. Like, yo. But nah. I heard in Thailand, because monkeys are just like mm-hmm. roaming the streets, but they'll like steal your phone and like make you give like food to give it back. Like they'll keep your phone until like you give them nuts or whatever they want to eat. I think it's Bro, crazy. they're freaking crazy smart. That's wild. I believe it too. That's crazy. So, so since you're wearing the dolphin sweatshirt, if you were the owner of the dolphins for one year, what were some of the things you want to do? Um... <laughs> Shit. <laughs> he already blew up the team. I can't even. <laughs> uh, I would make it a point to draft Herbert from Oregon. Oh, you like Herbert? Okay. Out to it. Already got that hip going. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's it's, it's tough. <sighs> I like Tua too, but I'll, just, I'll get Herbert. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or get Jameis in the offseason. <laughs> <laughs> going from Tampa to Miami. He's yeah, right there. it's a quick drive, man. But um, I think the franchise is going to turn itself around, though. Um, mm-hmm. Just a few times, man. I, I never seen them in a Super Bowl. Barely seen them in a playoff game. Yeah. You know what I mean? They've had a rough, yeah, past couple decades. So soon, I hope, man. I hope. Mm-hmm. If you could go back to any time period, where would you want to go? Time period as in, like, during my life or before I was born, even? No, no, yeah, before, like, anything from old ages, Egypt, Greece. That kind of stuff. Uh, nah, dog. I'm black, son. I can only go past like <laughs> 1990 and on. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> okay, yeah. But I'll probably I would want to be like an adult in the 90s. That just seems like so fun. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, it was before cell phones. Exactly. Like people like, oh, let me write your number down on a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know, just seems a good time where like you actually like have to engage with people. You can't just look at your phone in awkward situations or. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it just seems like an all-around foot time. And every time I see a 90s movie or a music video from the 90s, everyone just looks like they're having a good yeah. time. Like, it was the time to be alive. It was you know? a vibe, you know? So I'll probably go there. Okay, for sure. All right, if you could have a conversation with any person, dead or alive, who would you want to talk to? That's a good question. Dead or alive. It could be multiple people, too. Uh, Tupac would 
probably that's a cliche answer, but Tupac would probably be one because he was just a smart dude, like mm-hmm. all around and like very thoughtful and insightful. Oh, a lot of the stuff like he raps about is like still going on today or still relevant today. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll talk to him. Say what up to Pac. <laughs> um, shit, I want to say an athlete, but I don't know who. There's a few of them that I really like. Hmm. Probably talk to Dan Marino just because he's Ooh, Dolphins legend. You yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it the undefeated? Was he the quarterback for the undefeated season? No, that was prior to Marino because he okay. came in like 80s. The undefeated season was like 72. Okay, dang. Yeah, right. but he had like a bunch of passing records and stuff. Now it's all leagues different. Like it's a passing league. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Dan Marino would be one. And I want to say one other, maybe like a historical type figure. So musician, athlete. Damn. Probably Malcolm X. Oh, damn. That would be a good one, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, I would, like, pick his brain, too. You feel me? Kind of mm-hmm. like Pac and, like, yeah. Him or Muhammad Ali, too. They were, oh, like, yeah. they were so passionate about, like, what mm-hmm. they were trying to do and, like, the movement they were on. It's, oh, like, exactly. It's a different kind of passion, you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> like, like, I, I love the peace. <laughs> right? Like, nah, cause I, I could never do that. So, <laughs> like, tell me to dodge a draft. I'm like, nah, I ain't going to do that. I'm not going to jail. <laughs> you yeah. crazy. That's crazy. They were willing to sacrifice it all, but you you need to for a movement like that. Oh, without a doubt. So like at that point, <laughs> it's bigger than you, and a lot of people, you know, they don't they don't want to. You know, mm-hmm. they might believe in whatever, but I don't want to say they're less for not sacrificing whatever. But I'm saying few people are willing to make that sacrifice right. that they did or whatever. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, that's so, what sets the like the great leaders sometimes from just like the the people who follow. I guess. All right, personal opinion. I don't know where you know where I'm going to go with this. No. Would you put Colin Kaepernick in that? Or would you say, did he sacrifice or was it just like taken from him? Or how would you kind of... I think he knew if he were going to start kneeling for the national anthem that he was going to get some sort of criticism. I didn't think he'd get pushed from the league like that. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, that was a huge surprise. But I think I think at the end of the day, he'll count it as a sacrifice. Like oh, he, he sacrificed his career. Mm-hmm. And he could have had a pretty good NFL career, I think, you know, with the good 49ers team for... Oh, a few yeah. more years to come, but he sacrificed it all and for a bigger cause, which is cool. Yeah, because I look at a league, I'm like, man, there's some quarterbacks that would just be boo boo. Yeah, bro. for like, sure. <laughs> that's like the that you just watched like before the Texans had Deshaun Watson, or I'm trying to think who was really bad this year. Even like Baker Mayfield, yeah. Oh, like he, he stunk it up. He had, yeah. one of my homeboys had him on fantasy. Oh, <laughs> that was a bad was ugly. He stunk it up, and I'm an OU fan. It's sad, but who was I'm trying to think who had like the worst quarterback this year. There were a few... Like the Redskins before they started oh. Haskins, like with McCoy and all those guys. Like those guys yeah. are trash. You, know, no. you already know what you're going to get from those guys. No. Even Carolina, the guys they put in oh, after camp yeah. got hurt. Those oh, guys. I know. Mason Rudolph. Trash. Oh, yeah. He was bad. He was bad. The guy after him too, Doug Hodges, <laughs> yeah. bro. Like they didn't even seem like a real name. <laughs> yeah. Like your name is Doug? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of just, like crappy quarterbacks. I'm thinking like, man, Colin could, you know, yeah. be in the league, but... At the same time, I can also think about it like, you know, you sued your like employer for, um, you know, I mean, like not giving you a job or like not giving you an opportunity to get a job or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you want to work for that same employer. Yeah. It does sound kind of like funny when you say it like in that way. Yeah. And it's tough. You know, I mean? think if he loved football that much, though, he would have jumped at the opportunity to go with the AAF or now the XFL, which just started this year. Like uh-huh. there's other leagues where he can still play football at. Exactly. So I don't. It's kind of it's weird to see his angle because, like you said, he does want to still play for the NFL. Yeah, like, and he wants to get paid starter money. And it's like, yo, like, just take anything, you know, like, go, or go to the other league and show them that you still can like wreck, you know. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't think 
he wasn't a great at the time of like the whole controversy. He wasn't a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. But he was, he was in, there's some quarterbacks in here right now. I think he was like probably middle of the pack, maybe like. Yeah, like when you look at the 32 teams, you would say he's in the top 16, the starting quarterback. Yeah, yeah, most definitely at that mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, so it was just unfortunate, man. But hey, like you said, like sacrificing what you, you know, love, you know, for a bigger, cor- bigger purpose, a bigger mm-hmm. meaning. You feel me? So. Yeah, I feel you. So going back to the fun questions, since we live in Orange County, would you rather go to the mountains or rather go to the beach? Man, who wants to be in the mountains, bro? No. You don't like the snow? Nah, dude. Like, mountains, no. I stay away. Like, if I ever get, like, like, multi-millionaire money, I'm not getting a house in the freaking mountains. Yeah. Because, like, a landslide cabin. That's true. I mean, just to, like, vacation, though. Like, not live there. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Uh, In that case, still the beach. (laughs) (laughs) I like the... It's it's only audio, so you couldn't see his face. Like, he had sold me that he was going to flip the answer. (laughs) That was pretty good, man. So, where else can the people find their music? If you want to plug your Instagram, go ahead and go do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, so... um, Get me on Instagram or Twitter, Trey Hendrix714, Trey T-R-E, Hendrix, like Jimi Hendrix, and 714. Um, you can follow me on Spotify, iTunes, Tidal, YouTube, at the whole nine on uh, Trey Hendrix. Trey Hendrix, that's it. So hit me up. Really appreciate you taking some time out of your day and hopping on the show. And, you know, hope to have you back when we have video and everything. Oh, hell legit yeah. Legit setup. Hey, I'm going to be back here, man. My Mike and I podcast. You heard it. That's my drop. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I need some of those. <laughs> I really appreciate you, man. Hey, no worries, man. Thank you guys again for tuning in to another episode of the Mike and I podcast. Be sure to go check out Trey Hendrick's work. As he mentioned, Spotify, you can find it on SoundCloud as well. Give him a follow too, Trey Hendrick 714 on the Instagram or on Instagram, not the Instagram. I sound hella old, I sound hella old saying that, huh? <laughs> Nonetheless, Trey Hendrick's super dope artist. I got a few more artists coming out back to back too. Um, also too, really want to quickly shout out episode 91 of the podcast. We did something special for the late Kobe Bryant. We actually have visuals for that episode too. And going forward for the Mike and I podcast, we are going to have visuals up on that YouTube platform. It's just these next three episodes. I had recorded three different episodes this past weekend and I literally had some technical difficulties with my phone and a tripod stand I had. So I wasn't able to record video for these upcoming, you know, for this one with Trey Hendricks and then the next two. But going forward after those two podcasts of two weeks from now, three weeks from now, I guess, technically, three episodes from now in episode 95, you get the point. In the future, we are going to have the My Mike and I podcast up available with visuals on YouTube.com, YouTube, my platform. Just be sure to go follow me and my channel, Noah Alvarez, just my name spelled out, N-O-A-H space A-L-V-A-R-E-Z. For those of you who are maybe wondering, it's in the design, guys. Come on. It's in the logo. Nonetheless, though, really appreciate you guys. If you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts, would really appreciate if you guys left a rating and a review. We'd really appreciate it. If you're listening on SoundCloud or on Spotify, be sure to follow. Be sure to subscribe and just spread the podcast word of mouth. I'd really greatly appreciate it. Also, be sure to follow that my Mike and I Instagram page at my period Mike and period I. All right, this is Noah Alvarez, the host of the My Mike and I podcast, signing off. Till next time.